fantasy football today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Get your lineup set. It's time for start or sit. Let's go. Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Hey, what's going on? Who's ready for the fantasy playoffs? Who's ready for week 14? It begins tonight. Continues on, obviously, through Monday night, and we've got your starter sit for seven AFC home games. What's up, Adam Azer, with Jamie, with Dave, with Heath. Heath working from home today. It's a bad cold and flu season. It has afflicted Heath's son. Heath is being a good father and a good podcaster today. Hello, Heath. Yeah, I've got him locked in his room. I told him, don't breathe on me. Uh, if you need food, I will bring it to the door, go back downstairs, and text you, and you can open the door and get the food. But we're not going to be in the same area of the house. Uh, we also have a, a guest going to join us for a moment. Oh, yeah? Who's that? Ooh, oh, Coca? Maybe. Oh, all right. I see Jamie's working the phones to get somebody in here. So that's wonderful. And Dave will not be here tomorrow, is what I understand. So That is a, a fact. It's a good thing I brought this crispity, crunchity, peanut buttery barf. There should be an end. Uh, there should be an F at the end of bar. Uh, under the Butterfinger. Uh, I guess I have to eat this today at some point. All right, let's start with the big news. Emmanuel Sanders tore his Achilles. He ends his season as the number 17 wide receiver in non-PPR, number 15 in PPR, 71 catches, 868 yards, four touchdowns. And All right, stop with the important stuff. We have someone here to defend his honor. Okay, okay, fine. If it's about bashing Heath the commissioner, I am all about it. Hello, Matthew Coca. How you doing, Azer? I'm great, man. How are you? I, 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 I'm a little upset with you. Me? Yeah, with you. <laughs> what with I you know? for one big reason. Wow. What'd I do? Why would you not tell me that Heath is just attacking my great Dynasty League team? I feel like if it's anything Heath-related, you'd want someone like me, a tough guy from Jersey, to stand <laughs> up to that old meanie. Uh, that's true. Yeah, you, you are from Jersey. You have tattoos. You are kind of like buff. You're tough. Um, you are certainly more imposing than I am. And yeah, I'd call him, I'd call him Fuff. He's fake tough. <laughs> fake tough. Oh, there he is. The coward they call Heath Cummings. Listen, Didn't you're, want to come you're, into you're, work today to <laughs> face me like a man. You're, you're a two seed that's an 11 point underdog in the first round of the playoffs. You scored 200 less points than me. You didn't set your lineup half the time and you never paid attention to waivers. The well, fact you're, that you're in the playoffs you're just, is a travesty to I fantasy football. Great dynasty picks like Adrian Peterson in a dynasty league. <laughs> well, yeah, good good job. You see, as the fountain of youth. All right, so what's your what's your beef with Heath? My big beef is that we're supposed to be friends, and and <laughs> friends don't do this to friends. And and my biggest beef is you weren't even talking about me. It was, it was a Devin Funches in your starting lineup in the playoffs. Yeah, it was a different guy. The Panthers don't even want Devin Funches in their starting lineup. We get a Listen, tweet. We get a tweet from there, Matthew there, Coker. There are, only, there are only three good people on this fantasy football today podcast, and one of them is a listener. Jamie Eisenberg, great person. Dave Richard, great person. My dear friend Michael Mango, great person. He's a devoted listener. The two people I have serious beef with now: Keith Cummings and Adam Ager. Thank I didn't you. do anything. I, I'm walking out. I'm walking out. Goodbye. Oh, Have wow. a great show. You know what? I'm out of here. I'd be more. Wow. I'd be I'd more drop. angry. I'd be more angry about that. But I just took my first bite of that disgusting candy bar, and it is all consuming me right now. 
I we read a tweet from Matthew Coker, uh, some listener. Heath goes off about Matthew Coca, our colleague, and now I'm getting blamed for it. That is diabolical. All right, guys. Emmanuel Sanders tore his Achilles. Uh, Cortland Sutton with an amazing matchup now at San Francisco. Uh, your thoughts on Cortland Sutton and any other uh, Broncos wide receiver? I think Sutton is a very good number two receiver this week. And if you're looking for a flyer, look at Deshaun Hamilton. Uh, this was the 2019 plan for the Broncos. Draft these two guys, replace Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders, and now they get to do it at the end of the 2018 season when they're very much in the thick of the playoff hunt. So uh, we'll see how these guys do. Uh, how does Cortland Sutton compare now to Jalen Samuels, Stephen Ridley, Jeff Wilson, Justin Jackson, Austin Eckler, etc.? He's behind them, but he's you know in the conversation of Adam Humphreys and Dante Pettis and the receivers we're picking up. He's going to be ahead of some of the names that Adam said. Like, I'll start him ahead of Stephen Ridley. And yeah, yeah, that's sure. Th- that goes without saying. Yep. And I think it's close with Justin Jackson. I, what I, a lot of people might be worried about Corlin Sutton going one on one with Richard Sherman. Sherman has stayed to one side of the field all year long. It would be a big change for San Francisco to suddenly have Sherman shadow Sutton. And I think the Broncos can take advantage by just moving Sutton to the other side of the field and running him against Akello Witherspoon, and that's a matchup that he should be able to exploit. I don't have him as a number two receiver this week. I like him more as a flex, but he's still a startable option. I, I've got him as a low-end number two, so I guess I'm right in the middle, which is a weird spot for me because I'm usually on the uh, outskirts. But the, I think the only real concern I have, I, be, I like his talent, but the guy I have him directly behind is a good example, and it's Tyler Boyd. We saw Tyler Boyd be very, very efficient when he had A.J. Green on the other side of the field. Sutton's been the number three guy for a lot of the season. He was a number two guy for the last few weeks. Now he's got to be that number one guy and really the only receiver on the team that's ever done anything at all. So it's going to be a little bigger challenge for him, but he should see more targets assuming the Broncos throw the ball. Sanders had over eight targets per game this year. So that's not all going to go to Sutton, but you'll see Sutton get two or three more targets, and he had seven targets last week. It's it's, yeah. it's funny. Uh, Matt Lacoste also a little bit better streaming right, options. Right, right. Yes. That. Um, yeah, I was, uh, yeah, so there's that. Maybe, maybe Philip Lindsay gets a little bit more involved in the passing game, I would hope, but Deshaun Hamilton is not, I, I didn't pick him up in any of these. Did you guys? I did in our, uh, 2016 league. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 it's funny. I'm in a dynasty league where we start five receivers, then my receiving core has been decimated by injuries and not very good overall. I'm probably starting him this week. Okay. He so might get, and he is. might be a decent punt play in daily. Because I think he's three thousand. He's the minimum on on uh, on one of the sites. So if he gets you three times value, that's if it's full PPR, it's four catches for fifty yards. He can do something like that. Other news items: Mitchell Trubisky practice in full, so we expect him to play. Melvin Gordon and Carryon Johnson mispractice. We are not expecting Gordon and Carryon Johnson as of right now. Uh, Michael Thomas did not practice, but we think he's fine, right? Michael Thomas. Yes. Okay. Rob Gronkowski was limited in practice. Is this potentially? An absence for Gronkowski. Uh, it's usually good news when Gronk practices. But, oh, okay. Okay. So uh, that's fine. And T.Y. Hilton mispracticed with a shoulder injury. He hurt his shoulder. I, when he hurt his shoulder last week, I was like, oh, my gosh, he's out for the year. And he came right back in. Uh, are we worried about Hilton playing this week at Houston? I don't think he's practiced most Wednesdays for the last month or so. Okay, but I think this is a new injury. Yeah, no, I wouldn't be worried about it. If he gets to Friday, I'll start worrying. Yeah, 
Yes. There, the, the nice thing about it, there's really, outside of Leonard Fournette, there's nobody in this game that you're saying, I have to start this guy over that guy. You mean, you mean, uh, oh, okay, yeah. And, and another nice thing about tonight's game is that if we want a little more time on tomorrow's show and maybe even the mailbag to dig into these replacement running backs, there are just not any difficult starter sit decisions tonight. I mean, you're starting Fournette. Corey Davis might be the – you're starting Hilton. Um, oh, not Hilton. Sorry. Corey Davis might be the only one that's going to be tough tonight uh, when you're comparing him with other with uh, other guys you might have questions about. But, uh, yeah. So quick shout-out, everybody. Dan Schaefer is one of our listeners. Dan Schaefer started 0-6 and, and made the playoffs. How about that? Matthew Koga's team is terrible. He doesn't deserve to be <laughs> in the playoffs. I don't know what – oh. <laughs> You were talking about somebody Schaefer, else. Schaefer, Dan Schaefer. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. six. Sorry. He's seven and six now. He has the second most points. That's very impressive. And Dan, your present is a rankings debate. Here we go. Uh, Heath, you have Deshaun Watson third against the Colts. The, uh, the other guys, Damie, have him 10th for, ja- for Jamie and 12th for Dave. Deshaun Watson, Heath, you got him third. He had a massive game, huge game, probably his best. Uh, maybe the Dolphins game is his best, best or second best of the year against the Colts in the first meeting. Um, go ahead, your thoughts. Yeah, I think this is going to be a close game, which should lead to a few more pass attempts than we saw over that stretch where he's throwing it 20 times a game. I love the fact that he's run it seven and nine times in his last two games. And so I, w- I expect something closer to 2017 Deshaun Watson than 2018 Deshaun Watson. Jamie? I'm the low man on Watson. Uh, I think he can give you what he gave you last week against Cleveland with another touchdown on top. So 30 yards rushing, about 225 passing, two touchdowns. Pretty good game. I just like a lot of other quarterbacks better. Jamie, you got him 10th, Sean Watson. Yes, he's good. Start him. Well, no, I'm not, no, I'm not starting okay, don't, him. Don't start him. Then. I mean, what, the, what kind of debate is this? Uh, I mean, I don't know. What, what do you want me to add? That, that I think uh, I don't like him as much as Heath. I, I like him a little bit more than Dave. All right, good. Thanks, Jamie. Uh, I uh, I I'm get sorry, nervous to start I, him. I just, I just don't want to slow down the show. He's 25 pass attempts a game usually, but Heath, you just think he's going to throw more? Well, he threw it 31 times last week, and I, I do think that this is the type of game where he's going to have to throw it a little bit more. I think I have him for 32 pass attempts. When he played Indianapolis in week four, he threw it 42 times. Right. And 30 attempts is fine for him as long as he runs it seven or eight times, too. Okay. Uh, how All about right. LeSean McCoy? Six, hold on. Wait, wait. One last thing, Adam. Yep. Six of the last nine quarterbacks to take on the Colts got you 21-plus fantasy points. The three who did not were, uh, well, Cody we had Kessler. Cody Kessler last week. We know that he's terrible. We had Marcus Mariota and Blaine Gabbert combined for 11 fantasy points. And then we had Derek Anderson deliver negative one fantasy point. When he and the Bills played the Colts. Yeah, but 21 isn't that good. Like, how many have had big games? Um, Watson has had a big game. Brady, a huge yep. game. Carr had a he huge game. He actually had the biggest game of them all with 35. Yeah. And, Eli and had a big game, didn't he? 20, no. Uh, no, against the Colts, he hasn't faced them yet. He had a good game against the Texans. The, ah. the, the Colts have faced awful quarterbacks all year, and the good uh, the good ones have usually done pretty well. All right. Um, what else we got? LaShawn McCoy. Dave, you're the high man on LaShawn McCoy. You have him 17th. Heath the low man, 27th in non-PPR, 25th in PPR, and Jamie's got McCoy, 22nd in non-PPR, and 25th, 23rd in PPR. Dave, you are 
more optimistic about LaShawn McCoy against the Jets. I am. He had 113 yards and two touchdowns against them in week 11. Uh, that's part of a six-week skid that the Jets have been on. Opposing running backs have had 4.7 yards per run, 8.8 yards per catch, eight total touchdowns, seven of them on the ground. And LaShawn has had at least 15 carries in three straight games. He had four catches last week. You can worry about Josh Allen certainly taking numbers away from him on the ground. But I think the Bills get a little more conservative this week. I don't think they're going to have to throw a lot. And I think it leads to LaShawn McCoy having a very nice game. So, Jamie, how do you compare LaShawn McCoy with uh, some of the replacement guys, the waiver wire guys? I think he's behind them outside of Stephen Ridley. But uh, there's, there, there is an opportunity here. You know, um, Dave is right. He was great against them the last time. Uh, but Keith brought this up last week, and he was right in that <clears throat> with Josh Allen, he doesn't get as many running opportunities because of Allen stealing those. Um, so I, I think he's, he's, he's in a good spot because of the matchup. Um, <clears throat> sorry, I, I would start him, you know, over the guys in tonight's game, not named Fournette. Um, sure. I think he's in the conversation with Adrian Peterson just because of what Peterson's dealing with. Matchup's better for Peterson. Um, but I think, you know, just in terms of the, the, uh, the waiver wire guys, they're probably in a little bit better spots just based on what their opportunities are. And at least, you know, that they're going to get those same type of carries but they may be better carries just based on what Josh Allen's doing to this Buffalo Okay. And Dave has Jalen Samuels ahead of him. Justin Jackson, there, one I've spot got him, behind. I've got, yeah, McCoy is one spot ahead of Jackson. Yeah. All right. And he's the low guy on McCoy. Um, we can talk about that a little bit Do you later. you like Wilson better than him? No. I, I like McCoy better than yeah. Wilson. Wilson's low for me. I'm not as into him as you guys are. Okay. Phillip Rivers. Uh, this can be a short one because everybody's got him top nine. But Heath, you have him ninth. Jamie's got him third. Uh, Dave has Phillip Rivers fifth game against the Bengals. I think they allow the most fantasy points to quarterbacks. And look, not nine is is really good in this landscape, but you do have Trubisky, Winston, Watson ahead of him. Uh, go ahead, Phillip Rivers. Yeah, I think Phillip Rivers has been amazingly awesome this year. And if it wasn't for Drew Brees and Patrick Mahomes, he might be a legit MVP candidate. Um, I don't know that he throws it more than twenty five times in this game. I think he throws a couple touchdown passes. I think he's a good start. He's, but I'm not as excited about him as I am Watson because if, if he and Watson throw it the same number of times, Watson's going to have the seven to nine rush attempts going for him. And then let's go. This one's more interesting. David Njoku. He's facing the Panthers. Up until last week, they had allowed the most fantasy points to tight ends. Now that honor belongs to the Raiders, who gave up uh, three touchdowns to Chief tight ends, Chiefs tight ends last week. But Najoku is seventh for Dave and Jamie in both formats. Heath, you are down. I, I mean, I would consider this down on Najoku this week. You have him 14th in non-PPR, 15th in PPR facing Carolina. David Najoku. Yeah, I'm down on him. And it is a good matchup. And he could absolutely did what he did against the Bengals last week with five for 63. The Texans are a pretty good matchup for tight ends. And he had three for eight. He has just completely and totally disappeared without warning at times throughout the season. And I don't I, I think I'm the low guy on Baker Mayfield as well. I don't think that they he throws a bunch of touchdown passes. If you want to start in a Joku, that's fine. I just know that one for ten is a possibility. So who are you starting ahead of Najoku? I would start Chris Hernan ahead of him. Okay. You also have Jimmy Graham ahead of him. Kyle Rudolph, Jordan Reed, Cameron Brait. Uh all right, Dave Jamie, quick word on Najoku. 
I'm expecting a high-scoring game between the Browns and Panthers. I think Njoku will have a chance to score. I think the track record against Carolina um, for tight ends is pretty good, although last week notwithstanding. I also like him in daily. On FanDuel, he's at 5,300. That's cheaper than Herndon. That's cheaper than Vance McDonald. It's cheaper than Austin Hooper. I think a lot of people are going to roll with Njoku this week. I just find it interesting, Heath, because you say that he has the chance to disappear, but Kyle Rudolph has disappeared all season. He has. Has he scored fewer points than David Njoku? I, I would be I, stunned. If I he would has. imagine I it's it close, but Rudolph, I think, hasn't scored since week three, and it's had one good game no yardage. over that stretch. And matchup is much more in favor of Njoku. So I, I understand the theory on Njoku because you're right. He could disappear. But in comparing the two guys, like I would think matchup would be a little bit more of a superseding thing in looking at those two in particular. Okay, this surprised me. Njoku does have more fantasy points than Rudolph on the year, but it's only by five points. Yeah, yeah but I was looking at he had one. Yeah, um, no, yeah. I think I think you guys do put a lot more into tight end matchups than I do, for sure. So let me ask you this then, Heath. What do you look at when you consider tight ends? You're looking more at just track record and role in the offense, and Ta- not even considering the defense they're playing. I'm not. I'm not not considering it, but I consider. I consider a little bit, just not quite as much as you guys do. I, I look at okay. targets. I look at production, and they've been almost the same. Like, I, I w- don't really care who you start between Kyle Rudolph and David Njoku. One thing you're going I, to yeah. definitely do, I'm though, not saying I like Kyle Rudolph. Yeah. What, what right, obviously, gonna... because you've got both of them outside of your top 12, right? Right. Yeah. There you go. One thing you're going to do, though, for sure, is if you can start Jalen Samuels at tight end, you're going to start him over David Njoku, right? 100%. Yep. Yes. All right, so that just leads me to this question, and um, this will finish up our rankings debate. This is not a debate, but it is a rankings question. You don't have Jalen Samuels in your tight end rankings because he is not tight end eligible on our website, but he would be where? Six for me. Five. Uh, ahead of Gronk, whatever that cutoff is for me. Behind uh, behind Ebron and Jericho. All right, so Kelsey, Ertz, Ebron, Kittle, for sure, right? Yep. I misspoke. I would, I would have him fifth. I would put him behind Kittle and ahead of Cook, Gronk. Najoku, etc. Okay. All right. Ahead of Andrew Ferk, sir. There you go. All right, guys. Thank you for a little rankings debate. The other one I wanted to get into was the Chiefs DST. Dave has him 19th, Jamie 13th, and Heath 4th. But um, now you know where we have the Chiefs DST ranked, and we'll talk about that soon because that's the second game we're going to preview. I, I don't think, fellas, and I apologize for this, I don't think I'm going to get you a holiday gift. I just want to. That, that's par for the course, man. We, I, I assume I know we'd have two with. packages show up, and you'd have a gift for Dave and a gift for Jamie, and then I'd <laughs> just sit there. Oh, no. I'll buy you a beer, Heath. I know that's the uh, the secret, the way to your heart. Uh, but the other reason I'm not going to get you a holiday gift is because you already have the best holiday gift. And I'm not talking about like love or anything like that, or fantasy football. I'm talking about a movement watch. All right, we've all got our movement watches, and we love. Our movement watches. This is a sponsor that we're really, really excited about. And it's a perfect time to get someone a watch. And that someone could be you. If you just want like a really stylish, kind of understated, not gaudy, just kind of a classic watch um, that you're going to get some compliments on. But it's not going to cost you a lot of money. At a department store, type of quality like this is from a traditional brand, you're talking about 400 bucks or more. Movement watches start at just $95. So here's your way to get a discount on your movement watch. 
First of all, you're going to love the website. Okay, go to uh, MVMT.com. Movement is spelled MVMT.com slash FFootball. MVMT.com slash FFootball. And just browse. Just check out all the beautiful watches. And you might have trouble picking which one you like because there's going to be like 10 that you're uh, trying to decide between. Um, Anyway, Movement did all the hard work this holiday season so you wouldn't have to. They made awesome gift boxes and packages. So this is a great way to give someone a great gift. You get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to MVMT.com slash FFootball. That's 15% off with free shipping and free returns. MVMT.com slash FFootball. Join the movement. Let's do uh, just a quick round of news and notes. Sam Darnold expected to start. Matthew Stafford has a back injury. It's worth monitoring. Uh, Doug Martin practiced in full. And he's like 71% owned. Steelers haven't been great against running backs lately. Doug Martin's playing pretty well. We'll, we'll preview that game. He's our first game, actually. Uh, Sammy Watkins was limited in practice. Do you think Watkins has a chance to play this week? No. Sure. Oh. <laughs> Heath, break the tie. I don't really think he's going to. I mean, he has a chance. I don't think he's going to. I can only answer the questions the way you phrase them. Well, no, you could say what Heath said. You don't have to be so literal, literal, Jamie. <laughs> Does he have a chance? Yes. Okay. He practices on a limited basis. That gives him a chance. Jamie, do you think that Tyreek Hill has a chance to have 5,000 yards in this game? Receiving. five Total yards. 5,000. No, that's not realistic. Oh, okay. okay. I don't think there's a chance of that either. Do you uh, think Tyreek Hill has a chance at 250 yards receiving? Yes, he has a chance. Yep. Small chance. Danny Amendola could play this week. And by the way... Jose Sharp has a chance for 250 yards against Jacksonville. If, uh, if Sammy Watkins plays, I doubt you guys are going to be too excited about him, right? Correct. And it would ruin Chris Conley. Yeah. Uh, Danny Amendola could play this week. Evan Ingram was limited in practice. He's making progress. The Redskins offensive line is so beat up. They're facing the Giants, who have a bad defensive line. So that's game of the week. Dallas left tackle Tyron Smith trending in the right direction. Green Bay right tackle Brian Bulaga and right guard Byron Bell missed practice. Would you downgrade Aaron Jones at all if one or both of Bulaga and Bell missed this game for Green Bay? No. no, I'm I'm not ready to knock him because of those guys being out. Bulag no. is better than Bell. Joe Philbin will scheme up everything the right way. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think he's saying right now to Aaron Rodgers in the in their game plan meetings this week? Well, Aaron, what do we do? That's good coaching. Yeah, that was pretty inspiring. Uh, New Orleans left tackle Teron Armstead was limited in practice. That's good. Uh, Buffalo slot cornerback Teron Johnson out for the season. My, this is a big one. Miami cornerback Xavier Howard is likely out this week. Might be the biggest defensive news we have. Minnesota cornerback Trey wow, Wayne. Patriots are going to have a chance this week. Well, I mean, it, does, it certainly helps Josh Gordon. Yeah? Yes, he yeah. will have a chance. Ch- uh, Trey Waynes could miss this week's game. Denzel Ward, Cleveland cornerback. He's in the concussion protocol. He's probably out this week. And Baltimore cornerback Marlon Humphrey is another big one. He has a groin injury, and that should help the Chiefs passing game. Yeah, and on that, um, I'm pretty sure the bet was not for you to eat one bite of a Butterfinger. Yeah. So I, what do you think? Do, <laughs> do you think people want to hear me crunch a Butterfinger? Because isn't that yes. a disgusting experience? Yes. yes. Awful. That This is what I want to hear. Eat that Butterfinger. Yeah, eat the whole thing at once. Nobody wants to hear no. anything bites. Start Don't take a, little baby oh. bites either. Take big man Butterfinger bites. He's, like, cringing as he eats this thing. It's the most... I gotta uh, see the strange thing ever. The last two. Can you uh, say? Can you say eat my shorts? <laughs> the 
The last two games we're going to preview today are uh, Patriots, Dolphins, and Jets. Now, is the Bills. thing that you don't is the thing that you don't like actually putting it in your mouth, or is it the like the stickiness when it gets to your teeth? Yeah, it's that. It's the stickiness, and it's hold on. I want to see you take a nice. There we go. Uh, I can't hear the the crunch. You hear a crunch? I, I hear. I know that's in your mouth. I can verify that you're eating a butterfinger. Terrible. You know, it I looks took, like you're enjoying it though. No, I took out the garbage this morning, and I had the butterfinger in my pocket, and I was just so tempted to just chuck it. Be like, screw you guys. Startometers. Oh, you, you'd welch on the bat. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, my that would have gone over well. It's so, it's like getting fillings. All right, startometer. Delicious peanut buttery fillings. Tom Brady at Miami, zero to ten. Eight. Would you, would you be upset that I told your wife to take all the toothpaste out of the house? <laughs> you can't brush your teeth after it's over. <laughs> this is so gross. Um, Tom Brady at Miami. Eight. Four. Ooh. Uh. Ten, four, or eight. My, this should have been uh, in the rankings. Heath, where debates. do you have him ranked? Thirteenth. Okay. Uh, in this day and age, I don't think that's a bad thing. Um, Jamie, where do you have Tom Brady ranked? Uh, ninth. Okay. Would you guys start Baker Mayfield or Tom Brady? Brady. I will go Brady. Brady. Okay. Sony Michelle at Miami, startometer. meter. Ten. What format? PPR. PPR? Yeah. He'll be like a seven and a half in PPR and an eight and a half in non. Yeah. I, I think he's probably a nine in non and a seven in PPR. Sony uh, Michelle. Nine and eight in PPR. So Sony Michelle or Jalen Samuels? So uh, Samuels. I'll take Michelle in non-PPR, Samuels in PPR. In PPR, Austin Eckler or Sony Michelle? Sony. Eckler. Sony. Josh Gordon Sony. at Miami, startometer. Seven. Uh, se- seven and non, five and PPR. Ten in both if Howard's up. Julian Edelman at Miami. Seven again. Okay. Seven and non, ten in PPR. Same. Kenyon Drake. Uh, uh, six in PPR, closer to a five in non PPR. Six in non PPR, eight in PPR. Really? Yeah. I, five I and se- five and seven. I don't want to have to start Kenyon Drake. I'm surprised he's even that high for you guys. Like, he- I mean, the way to beat the Patriots is with pass catching running backs. And he has given you 10 Beat the Patriots. points or more. LOL. That's not going to happen. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Probably not. He's given you at least 10 fantasy points each of his last two games. Well, I mean, Brady does have a losing record in Miami in his career. Actually, that's true. Yeah, it's usually there's kind of a sneaky game. Drake has six total touchdowns in his last six games, so he does score. But my goodness, do you need him to score? He also has two five and two catches in his last three games. Like, I don't know if he's a PPR stud or anything like that. Not a stud. Good flex. All right, and then that Jets Bills game. Startometer on Zay Zay Jones. Zay Jones. Two. I'm gonna say four. Oh, so we had a two, a four, and a six. Who's a better? Who who do we appreciate? Who's Zay Jones? (laughs) Who's a better flex, Zay Jones or Kenyon Drake? Drake. I'll take Drake. I'll take Jones in PPR. Isaiah Crowell, zero to ten. 
Yeah. Four? Uh, three? Yeah. Three, 3.14159270. Yep. I want to update everybody on a, uh, a Twitter poll from a few days ago. Which NFL team has the ugliest color scheme? A, Washington. B, Green Bay. C, Cleveland. D, other. Cleveland wins with 44% of the vote. And almost 4,000 votes. Uh, the correct answer was Washington. They have the ugliest colors. Well, it depends on which jersey you're talking about for both teams. Because Washington has that burgundy and gold one. That's hideous. Yeah, it's disgusting. That's the one. But Cleveland's brown with orange numbers is worse. Well, a lot of people agree with you. Washington. Yeah, this, this is the type the of thing why we had to rush Matthew Coca. <laughs> Pittsburgh's at <laughs> Oakland. Let's get to the games. Pittsburgh's at Oakland. Stat of the game that might influence people. The Steelers are allowing 4.4 yards per carry for life to running backs in their last seven games. And they've allowed a rushing touchdown to a running back in five straight games. Do you guys have any interest in starting Doug Martin this week? Is Doug Martin starting this week? Well, he practiced in full. John Gruden kind of scared everybody by saying that there was some uncertainty about his availability because of a knee injury. But that seemed overblown. John Gruden making a big deal about something that's not a big deal. It's kind of surprising, frankly. Um, I think if he plays, you go with him as a flex. I would rather start him over Kenyon Drake. Agreed. Okay, how about Dante Pettis or Doug Martin? I think Pettis has more upside. Okay. Uh, stat of the game that might, that won't influence people. Oakland, not so bad against wide receivers. They're 14th in fantasy points allowed to wide receivers because wide receivers see the fourth fewest targets against the Raiders. The Raiders see the fewest pass attempts per game in the NFL. Only two teams this year have had multiple wide receivers score double-digit fantasy points at non-PPR in the same game, and those are, of course, the Dolphins and the Cardinals. Um, but everybody's going to start both Steelers receivers. But it's kind of interesting. Uh, you know, it's a good matchup because they're, they're such a bad defense. But on one hand, guys, nobody throws on the Raiders. On the other hand, Ben Roethlisberger has thrown 38 or more passes in all six road games this year. And he's thrown like 45 or more passes in all in each of his last three games. So tell me about the Steelers' offense and Roethlisberger's top four. Start him across the board. Start Brown. Start, start, start Juju. Start them all. All right, but uh, let's let's break down Samuels and, and Ridley. Ridley's 15% owned. Samuels is 84% owned. And, and what do you guys expect against this dreadful Oakland run defense? Well, Samuel said he's the starter, so I mean, we have to believe that, right? Yes. Always believe everything that a player says, especially one who's a converted H-back who's never had a big opportunity in pro or college football. I, I think I've, Ridley's going to start. You and do? probably get the majority of carries. Samuel is going to be the higher upside play. He's going to be more involved in the passing. Yeah, I've got Ridley at about 40 rushing yards and a 50-50 shot scoring. I've got Samuels at 40 rushing yards, a 50-50 shot, or, or 30 receiving yards, and a touchdown. So 70 yards and a touchdown. Adam, I think you hit on it. The fact that Roethlisberger has been throwing so much in the last few weeks, uh, particularly on the road, he's thrown quite a bit, and no consistent running game, at least to begin this game, going into the matchup, the Steelers aren't sure what they have at running back. So they're going to lean on Roethlisberger, which means that any running back that plays has to be able to catch passes. And that's exactly what Jalen Samuels can do better than Stephen Ridley, Better than Trey Edmonds, better than everybody else that they have on their roster. So I'm buying into Jalen Samuels to play the most, 
to get the most touches and to have the best yards of any running back in Pittsburgh. You also go back to week 17 last year, and it was Ridley who started for Le'Veon Bell. Obviously, Samuel's not part of the team, but I, I don't think they're afraid to use Stephen Ridley. So for those of you that are stuck, I think we're all going to say that Samuels has the higher upside. I don't think we're going to disagree on that. But don't be surprised if Ridley has a good game and maybe the better game just based on getting more carries and potentially being the one to work at the goal line. Was was that Week 17 game a throwaway game for the Steelers, or did they? was it a must-win for playoff implications? And they just I'm going to guess it was a throwaway game because they didn't play Bell. So it was, right. you know, but he was, again. He was good in that game, but it was like a preseason game. The system. The system is great. We're going to find out a lot about Le'Veon Bell next year when he's not part of this team. But D'Angelo Williams comes in. He's great. Le'Veon, star. James Conner, star. We'll see who's going to be a star this week, if it will be one guy. That's kind of been the track record. It's usually one guy. Now, just one thing, though, Dave, to your point about why they've been throwing on the road. Can't run on Baltimore, so you throw. Can't run on Jacksonville, so you throw. Can't run on Denver, so you throw. That's kind of been the case. So this is a team you can run on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can. He, he throws a lot regardless, but yes, that, that, that is true. Matchups have had a lot to do with that. Um, so... I'm nervous. I, I, I'm nervous. Like you're talking about it like that, you're thinking Ridley might get more carries. I'm nervous, but I look at your running back rankings. Tell me if I if I'm wrong here. I don't. It doesn't feel like a great week for running backs. Like after the top twelve or so, maybe top maybe top fifteen. You are talking well, you, about a lot of uncertainty. You've got three guys that are, could potentially sway a lot of leagues, good or bad. It's going to be if Jackson, Wilson, and Samuels all play well. Everybody picked them up. Because we're we're obviously you know relying on them quite a bit, whether starters or flex or you know taking away from an opponent. But if those guys play well, you're going to have a great week of running backs. If those guys play yeah. poorly, you're going to have a lot of people get bounced. Like I I have one decision. It's a it's a a league where I don't have Melvin Gordon and I have um, Lindsey, Gus Edwards, Josh Adams. I picked up Samuels and Mark Ingram. So I'm playing. I have to play three of those guys. Lindsey's a must, obviously. And then I'm playing Edwards and Samuels. I'm playing Samuels over Ingram. So that's the decision I have to make. And I'm sure a lot of people are in similar situations of any one of those three guys versus, you know, I, I don't know if, if you're playing them over like a Lamar Miller at this point, but uh, Dalvin Cook. Maybe, uh, da- Dalvin Cook's a perfect one. Ingram's another one. Uh, I don't think David Johnson's in that category because I think you're going to play Johnson over those guys, but maybe Joe Mixon, you know, just with his struggles of late. So there, there are decisions you have to make with some of these guys that could end up on the wrong side of things. I think Samuel's ceiling is higher than Ingram. That's why I'm playing him. But I would not be surprised if this is a uh, an, an Ingram game on the road against Tampa Bay. Heath, I haven't really heard much from you. Um, because yep. another, another guy, and I know we're sort of skipping around, but this is just a good discussion about all these running backs. You are very high on Austin Eckler. Uh, so, you know, he's another guy that could really factor into this, but... Yeah, I mean, what do you think about the Steelers running backs and, and basically the running back position as a whole this week? I think it's di- it definitely feels dicey. Um, I got another guy we didn't talk about that's in that mix is Joe Mixon. Yeah, Jamie who slightly mentioned just him. Has, yeah. Okay, a terrible game script. Um, I would rather start Eckler than Joe Mixon. I'd start Eckler in PPR over all of the new waiver wire guys. But you'd also start Samuels no, over Mixon. Knowing that, that there's there's some risk to that. And Anthony Lynn's Justin Jackson is going to get a few more, a little more work. Could mean Justin Jackson's going to get more work than Austin Eckler. That's just not the way I'm projecting it right now. Cincinnati is so bad against running backs that I think both Eckler and Jackson can be top 25 guys. 
All right, yeah, we'll get into the Chargers. That might be our next uh, two games from now. Vance McDonald, um, he's a start, right? Yeah, great matchup. Start him. Yeah, and he's, he's... because because of Kelsey's performance last week, the Raiders have moved to the top of the list of most fantasy points allowed to tight ends. Yeah, but he's not he's not Kelsey. He's not no, but that good. There's he's, also he's got to catch a touchdown. There's also no Switzer and no potentially Justin Hunter. So if oh, those... there's definitely no Justin Hunter. He's on. IA. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, I meant it the other round. There's no Justin Hunter. Potentially no Switzer. Mm-hmm. Switzer's in the concussion protocol. Um, so we'll see if James Washington gets a bump. But I mean, McDonald's been right around seven targets. And if you're talking about scoring against the defense, just looking at matchups, yeah, there's no better. Yep, they are tied for the lead and touchdowns allowed to the position, and they give it the most fancy points to the position. Any Raiders that you're starting this week? Martin is in the flex conversation. Richard's in the flex conversation. I'm starting Jared Cook. Oh yeah, Jared Jared, Cook. And Jared Cook is obviously um, good. I can't. I don't have enough confidence in Carr, even though he had a good game last week. No, but Jordy's interesting because if they're going to feed him targets that he get last got last week, then he's in the number three receiver conversation. But I don't think anybody at this point is starting him with any confidence. Right. I picked up Jordy Nelson to stash, but because you're president of the fan club. <laughs> no, because he got 11 targets last week and had 10 catches. And they really just don't have anyone to throw to at this point. Um, all right, Pittsburgh DST is top eight. Pittsburgh DST is top eight, ladies and gentlemen, and. I'm going to tell you what's number one. The Omaha Steaks food package that you can get if you go to omahasteaks.com and type in the search bar the code FFT. You are not going to believe the deal that you can get. First of all, I have this package of food in my freezer. It is slowly dwindling because we are cooking it. Um, you know, the, the sausage is amazing. The, the kielbasa is so good. The burgers are great. And of course, the steaks. Are outstanding, but Omaha Steaks is giving away an amazing limited time offer to our listeners. You go to omahasteaks.com, you enter the code FFT into the search bar. Okay, it's not a URL, it's not a promo code at checkout. You go to the search bar, you type in FFT. Now, sometimes we give you 10% off, 20% off, 50% off. How about 74% off an Omaha Steaks family gift package? It's originally $195. Now it's only $49.99. Enter the code FFT. For $49.99, you are getting four hand-cut aged-to-tenderness top sirloin steaks, two pork chops, four chicken fried steaks, four Omaha steak burgers, four kielbasa sausages. Those are my favorites. All beef meatballs, four potatoes au gratin. Did I say that right? I think I did. Yep. Four caramel apple tartlets. They're terrific. And for free, they're going to throw in four more burgers. It's really outstanding. Omaha Steaks is a fifth-generation family-owned company with over 100 years of experience delivering perfectly aged beef, hand-cut by master butchers in Omaha. So please support them, support us. Go to omahasteaks.com, type in FFT, get 74% off. <clears throat> All that food, feed five families, basically, for 50 bucks. FFT on omahasteaks.com. All right, Baltimore's at Kansas City. Stat of the game. Baltimore has held... A.J. Green, Emmanuel Sanders, Antonio Brown twice, Juju Smith-Schuster once, Jarvis Landry, Michael Thomas, and Julio Jones to fewer than 70 yards. Some of them have caught touchdowns, but this is one heck of a defense. Could be missing that really good cornerback, though, Marlon Humphrey. Um, Tyreek Hill, I know you're going to start, but you avoid. do you avoid him in daily or you go with him in daily? I would avoid him in daily. Yeah, he's not in my plans for FanDuel this week. Okay. Which running back do you like better, guys? Ware or Edwards? Edwards. 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 Edwards is 
different, ranked very differently in non-PPR. He's top 15 in non-PPR. He's 21st or 19th in PPR, depending on the ranking, or the analyst, rather. So he's going to be like better than the waiver wire guys in non-PPR and behind some of them in PPR. Fair on Edwards? Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's a non-factor in the passing game. Completely. As far as we know. As far as we've seen. Yeah. I think Ty Montgomery is a decent sleeper this week in PPR. There's also a huge X factor at quarterback, as in Joe Flacco. If he plays this week, how does that change the entire Baltimore offense? I would bury Gus Edwards if Joe Flacco plays. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that he's going to have a hard time seeing as many carries and getting uh, as much work if Flacco is the primary quarterback. The holes won't be as big. Well, this is so. this is arguably the worst run defense, though. I mean, they're they're up there. Yeah, I'm I'm still playing. I don't care if Flacco's the quarterback. If Alex Collins was was healthy, and they're gonna, you know, I think it's it's kind of clear cut. It's this is their running downs guy. Montgomery is their passing downs guy, and they'll mix in Kenneth Dixon when they need to. Are you going to start anyone in the Baltimore passing game? Let's say let's say Jackson starts. No, no, I, I'm not starting anybody in the passing game, regardless of who starts. Yeah, you're. The joke was going to be, well, what about if Flacco starts? And I was going to go, no. Uh, no, well, I wasn't going to ask that. Uh, Lamar Jackson in four point per passing touchdown leagues, though, is he still top 15? I'd start him over Wentz. Yep. I'm not doing that, but I think he's going to still be what he has been. It's going to be an interesting game. We have not seen him chasing points. Right, right. So is it just, you know, we get this crazy, wild performance from him, or do we get a crazy, wild performance from him in the bad way? <laughs> I do think it's true that we've not seen Lamar Jackson's upside yet, but I don't know if this is the game we see it. But remember yeah, he this. Could, he could be mistake-prone if he's chasing points. He's been mistake-prone already. Yeah, it could be and, worse. And, and you just have to – look, this is bad defense. There's no way around it. They may get Barry back. That'll change Eric Barry. That may change some things. But it's a second straight road game for him. Arrowhead's a tough place to play for any quarterback. Just ask Philip Rivers, as, as veteran a guy as you'll find. And this is his, you know, spotlight is on him. He's facing, you know, not a not a defense that is, you know, going to tremendously shut him down. But the passing numbers are going to be what separates him. You know what the running numbers are. He's going to give you at least 70 rushing yards if, he, if he's just playing the way he's been playing. Yeah, like, what's, what's to, to 200 passing yards and, and not avoid the mistakes. So fascinating is that in Lamar Jackson's three games, remember I gave this stat out on Sunday, Baltimore's had the ball for 34-12, 38-09, and 39-39. They are just pounding the ball. They are keeping it away from their opponents. Can they pull that off against the Chiefs? Chiefs are a quick-strike offense. They may not need the ball that much. But Patrick Mahomes is top three. He's one for Jamie and Heath. He's third for Dave. Uh, we talked about him yesterday. Spencer Ware is someone that you're going to try to avoid. He's more in the flex conversation. Would you rather have Spencer Ware or Doug Martin this week? Martin. Martin. Wow. I think I have Ware ranked higher, but it's not by a lot. Spencer Ware or Steven Ridley? I have Ware higher. Ware right now. Yeah, I, th- I think I'd go Ware. And let me just clarify one thing. You know, we talk a lot about the waiver wire running backs. You guys are not ranking Alfred Morris, so he is not part of the... If we say, oh, we'd start the waiver wire guys over him, not Alfred Morris. Just want to throw that out there. Uh, yes, Tyree Kill. Yes, Travis Kelsey. No to anybody else. And Kansas City's DST, like I said, 13th for Jamie, 19th for Dave. Heath, you got him fourth. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, you look at this Chiefs defense, and I agree they are not a good defense. But when they've played at Arrowhead, they have scored a lot of fantasy points. They had 13, they had 9, they had 16, they had 25 in their last four 
home games. Tr- historically, when rookie quarterbacks go into Arrowhead, we see a lot of turnovers. And so I I think that there's quite a bit of upside for their defense. They're great daily play. Okay. Cincinnati's at the Chargers. Stat of the game. Only three running backs have rushed for more than 63 yards against the Chargers. Todd Gurley, Deion Lewis, and Philip Lindsay. So Mixon's tough. I mean, we pretty much know when the Bengals lose, Joe Mixon gets 11 to 14 carries in each of their last six losses. 11 to, I think those are the only games he's played in that they've lost. 11 to 14 carries. And then you got Gio Bernard coming back, getting six catches last week. That was annoying. So Mixon, uh, Heath, what do you think about Mixon this week? I don't love him, but he's been so efficient. Um, and he does have, if they score two touchdowns, there's a 50-50 chance he's scoring one of them at least. So uh, he's a number two running back for me. I would rather start most of the waiver wire guys over him. I do definitely have Mixon ahead of uh, Jackson. I'll be a little more optimistic on Mixon in that he's given you a floor of eight fantasy points in each of his last four games. But he's also given you a ceiling of 14. So he's pretty much been a typical number two fantasy running back. And I, even if he only gets 14 carries, whatever, in this game against well, the Chargers, that'd be, that'd does be a make, huge number for him. He, he does make an impact catching the ball. So I think you'll see him get some passes sent his way. It's not a great matchup. It's a really bad situation for the Bengals in general. But Mixon should still be trusted as a number two guy. He was limited yesterday, right? He might have been. I I haven't seen that report yet. Yes, with a foot injury. Who's a better flex, Joe Mixon or Tyler Boyd? Boyd and PPR, Mixon and non. Yeah. Tyler Tyler Boyd is like around 22nd for everybody. Um, You know, he's a solid option. He's a low-end number two wide receiver. Tyler Boyd. Chargers allow the ninth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers, but you know he he get he he gets his. Um. Okay. Rivers we talked about earlier. If you missed the Rivers thing, that's part of our rankings debate. He's third for Jamie, fifth for Dave, ninth for Heath. Cincinnati. He's our star of the week too. Oh, excellent choice for start of the week. Most fantasy well points to quarterbacks. All right, cool. And then the Chargers running backs, guys. Uh, I think we're going to disagree on that, but take it away. What do you expect from Eckler and Justin Jackson, who I'll check his ownership percentage. Last night it was 64%. Go for it. Well, I'm in the Jackson camp. I think he showed enough in the second half last week that he's earned more work. And uh, the coach basically said as much. He also said that he felt that Austin Eckler was playing tired and was a little worn down, which I don't know if that's coach speak and Maybe he's making an excuse for Eckler. That's what it kind of sounds like. But Eckler wasn't very good. And I think it kind of vindicated the coaching staff in using Eckler how they have been, which is five, six, seven carries a game. This is with Melvin Gordon. And maybe anywhere from four to, I should say probably less than that, maybe somewhere between three and six catches per game. And I think that's the range he's going to be in. I think Justin Jackson picks up more work uh, in an unbelievable matchup. Anyone else? Team Team Eckler? He- I do think Justin Jackson picks up more work. I agree with what Dave said. I, it's just the degree to which he picks up that work is is going to be... I, I've got him right now for 14 carries in this game. I don't think he has much involvement in the passing game. Maybe one catch. Uh, I think Eckler gets probably right around 10 carries. And he's going to catch four or five passes. 
And so that makes Eckler a better play. They're both top 20 guys. I'd rather start both of them. I'd like to start both of them. I have it flipped in each format. I like Jackson better in non-PPR, Eckler better in PPR. You know, it, it kind of goes, the thing I go back to is the Arizona game a couple weeks ago because I think it's a similar setup, a game that they could kind of do whatever they want to. And in that game, it was the game where Gordon got hurt. Eckler still had 10 catches. So with the, you know, Tyrell Williams doesn't seem to be 100%. I know he's not on the injury report, but he was a couple weeks ago. I just don't know if he's playing through something. Um, they obviously have not really used their tight end very much. So Eckler is their short area passing guy. And it doesn't necessarily have to be game script where they're chasing points where they use him in that regard. So I think he's the safer play in PPR just based on what his role will be. But Jackson, I agree with what he said. I think you could start them both. Uh, Non-PPR, though, I think you're going to get the goal line opportunities, which we've seen Melvin Gordon really be successful with this year, uh, go to Jackson. Um, so I, I like him in that format a little bit better. But Jackson definitely proved enough last week that he deserves more work. And where do you guys rank Jeff Wilson amongst these Chargers guys? You know what? I have you know Wilson, what? I have Wilson and Jackson back to back. I'm just gonna. This is what we're gonna do tomorrow. These are the most important guys this week. So tomorrow, before we get into all the NFC home games, we're just gonna go over it. We're just gonna say final thoughts. We're gonna repeat it a little bit. That's fine. Where they're ranked, and, and you know, Eckler, Jackson, the Steelers, the Niners. We'll discuss it. For what for what it's worth, I think uh, Sportsline, which does our projections for the site, they like Jackson better than Eckler in PPR. And for what it's worth, I am eliminated in the June Magazine League. Came in seventh, but if I were going to play, I would start both of them and just expect that at least one of them is going to have a very good game. Um, yeah, we had that question on uh, on fantasy football today yesterday. Uh, it was do you remember the guys Heath? It was those two guys and. I don't. It's not it, a bad it was, strategy. It was a not, not very flattering group it, it, outside of those two, and we just said the same thing. Just play them both. Yeah, well, for me, I mean, in this hypothetical, it would be Marlon Mack and Kenyon Drake. Or, yeah, I'm with you. And I would start both of those guys. Yep. Okay, um, Keenan Allen, yes. Any other wide receivers uh, for the Chargers? I don't mind Mike Williams as a number three receiver this week. I, I think there's touchdown potential. Antonio Gates, no. CJ Uzama, anyone interested? No. Be- no. Better than Gates? Better than Gates. CJ Uzoma. Useless Soma. Uh, Carolina's at Cleveland. Oh, Chargers DST's number one. Start them. Carolina's at Cleveland. Here's your stat of the game. Carolina has allowed 82 or more yards and a touch. 82 or more yards and a touchdown to seven wide receivers in their last five games. Can I get a but Jarvis Landry? But now Ron Rivera's taking over play calling. That's true. Anyone interested in a Cleveland wide receiver this week? I'm not interested in a Cleveland wide receiver. I'm interested in two Cleveland hey. wide receivers. <laughs> I, I think I think you can buy into Landry, who plays the most in the slot for for Cleveland, taking advantage of the matchup against Captain Munnerlin. He's been bad, and I think Antonio Callaway's speed gives him an opportunity against these corners for Carolina. Carolina's fastest corner is Dante Jackson. He's playing hurt. Their other corner is James Bradbury. Uh, Callaway should be able to burn past him. The only damn thing is that Callaway last week should have had a, a, a deep touchdown on two plays on the same drive. Well, obviously, he would have only had three one. Plays, three plays. And within three plays, right? That's what it was. You told me about it first. It's that he, he missed a deep ball, and then he did catch a deep ball and no, fumbled it before he got no, no, to the no. goal line. He caught the deep ball, and it was taken back on a terrible oh, no, holding, on a holding penalty. Yeah, it was, it That's was an what it awful was. holding call. So he had the touchdown. Two plays later, they go back to him. He's on the six-yard line going in. And he got—he looked like he slowed down a little bit. And he got uh, stripped from right. behind. But he caught both balls then. 
So it wasn't like yes. he he did misconnected with me. And I believe they were both over 70 yard receptions. He's he's going to be a tremendous daily play. People who didn't. I'm see too that, afraid to start him. About. I'm too afraid to start him in my playoffs. Not me. You got to take chances. I, I think I think that's probably the rationale of most people is too afraid to start. But you remember now there's two holes, pretty big ones at wide receiver that a lot of people were counting on maybe two weeks ago. One was obviously A.J. Green. We know what that's now. And the other is Emmanuel Sanders. And so if you're looking at somebody off the waiver wire, I think we'll all say go try and get Dante Pettis first. Curtis Samuel's probably in that conversation. But Callaway's right there. Well, Adam I mean, Humphreys. Uh, Humphreys would be, I'm sorry, yes. Humphreys yeah. would be ahead of that group. I, I apologize. Um, but yeah, Callaway's in that conversation. And you're looking at, again, you just gave the numbers. Uh, we, and, and not just last week, prior to the, the week prior, he scored a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's clearly involved. And, you know, Mayfield, as much as he may be leaning on Landry a little bit more, uh, at least last week, uh, and Njoku to a certain extent, Callaway's right there. It's not like there's a clear cut. This is the guy we're featuring in the offense. So it, it is a very good, oh, my God, I'm stuck. I need a wide receiver. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah, I would yeah. put Cortland Sutton ahead of him. But if if you're looking at, like, Callaway versus Deshaun Hamilton, don't don't get cute. Go get Callaway. I'd rather have Callaway than Deshaun Hamilton. I, I do, and I'll, I'll allow everyone an, an opportunity to laugh at Heath. I kind of believe that Carolina's defense will be better with Ron Rivera calling in place. They could. We saw it with Tampa Bay. They changed, got got rid of a terrible defensive coordinator, and they they didn't get good, but they got a little better. And so I I don't I don't think this is quite as bad of a defense. But as we, can I just say I'm play. I'm also I'm also a little nervous to start Jarvis Landry. I mean, he came back. Oh, right. he rose from the dead last week. He was terrible. He's the number three for me. So who, do you oh, like these guys are all in that number three range? I'm not putting them in my top twenty four, but I am excited about them. And they are they are part of the flex conversation. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. Um, how about DJ Moore? Is he better than them? Yes. Yeah, you throw out last week's game for him. He still had, I think it was eight targets. He He's did. got at least eight targets in three games in a row. Uh, two of the last three were fantastic. So this is, uh, especially if Denzel Ward doesn't play. And would you start DJ Moore or Tyler Boyd? I like Boyd. Moore better. Ah. Like Boyd. It's close. So I'm assuming they're around it, the It's same. very close. I, yeah, I yeah. just think Moore's... Quarterback situation is a little bit better, even with Cam with a shoulder that's, problem. I, I, that's a good one. Because are you nervous about Cam? You all have him in your top five, so apparently not too nervous. But you know he does have the shoulder issue here. If he's playing, you gotta expect him to be fine. And if he's playing, you gotta expect the receivers to be fine. This isn't a a guy in terms of DJ Moore where it's like Tyree Kill, where they're you know it's just shot after shot down the field. They're they've given him carries, you know, end arounds, jet sweeps. They've done things, you know, short area where he breaks tackles. He's not. You know, uh, a guy that needs you know twenty yards depth of target to be successful. Oh, he, he, oh, yeah, I think one of his one of his best skills is break after the catch. Just right, get it to so, him right at the line of scrimmage. Absolutely. Right. So it, 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 this isn't really a situation where you worry about Cam in that regard. You worry about Cam and is he going to throw a lot if they're winning? That's where I think you got to be. Oh, they're going to lose this game. Who, I think they're going to. Yeah, well, it's oh, going to be. It should be. A, it should be a pretty good game. It should be a pretty good game. Um, who's the second best receiver in this game behind DJ Moore? Curtis Samuel. Ooh, Jarvis Landry. Over Landry. I might have a different answer, but it's going to depend on your scoring system. PPR, Dave. Uh, I'll go Landry and PPR, Callaway and non. And I have Callaway, Landry, Samuel back to back to back. Wow. Right around 30th overall in non PPR. Ahead of Corey Davis. So you're going to start like Jalen Samuels over Jarvis Landry. Oh, yeah. 100%. Wrapping this game up here. McCaffrey and Chubb are must-starts? Yes. 
That's yeah. a question. That, uh, is well, this a five-team <laughs> league where you start one? You know, back? I, hey, you saw my tweet last night. Nick Chubb has averaged fewer than four yards per carry in four of his last five games. And Take he, a bite of Butterfinger. He actually hasn't really been <laughs> right, that good right in tough matchups, and this is actually a pretty tough matchup. But yeah. take a, just take a bite of Butterfinger and tell uh, us the next game, and we'll talk about it. Um, but you got to talk about Baker Mayfield real quick, real quick, Mayfield. I love the outlook for him. Ron Rivera can take charge of the Panthers' defense, but unless he can find a pass rush, um, out of his oh. riverboat gambling hat, Mayfield's going to be able to slice and dice it. He lost two touchdowns in three plays. And if he gets that second touchdown, he's over twenty fans. Oh, I, I love I love the Browns sack this week. I'm using them on Fanduel. I'm setting the line. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, Mayfield's a top twelve quarterback for me. I uh, I like him better than Wentz. I like him better than Trubisky. I like him better than uh, Cousins. I like him better than Russell Wilson. I like him better than uh, Eli Manning. I like him better than um, Cody Kessler. Ooh, um, Kessler. But I like I like Mayfield a lot this week. I think there's uh, three hundred and two touchdown potential. I'm debating putting Mayfield ahead of Jameis. I do like Mayfield ahead of Wentz. I That's cannot hard. wait. I can't wait for the Trubisky discussion tomorrow. Dave and Jamie pretty low on Trubisky. Heath not so much. So that's it's tomorrow. the reverse of the it's the reverse of the Baker Mayfield. Like, and I'm not I'm not cementing in where I have Trubisky right now. I haven't finished going over it. Yet. All right, uh, sit the DSTs in this game, and if you missed the David Njoku discussion, Heath's low on him uh, compared to Dave and Jamie. That is in our rankings debate section earlier in the show. We got Indianapolis at Houston, and then we got those two AFC East games that we can probably blow through pretty quickly. We already did start meter on them. Let's get to Indianapolis and Houston right after this. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. All right, stat of the game for the Colts and the Texans. Rob Gronkowski, Jeff Swaim, Jeff Hireman, Jonu Smith, and Anthony Ferkser all had season highs in yards against Houston. And Jordan Reed came within four yards of his season high. So Eric Ebron, who actually didn't have that many yards against Houston, he's going to have a big game. That's great. Stat of the game number two is more important. Uh, this is from visithoustontexas.com. Hollywood directors frequently film in Houston because of the vastly diverse terrain and unique locations found in the greater Houston area, from the urban landscape seen in Jason's Lyric and Reality Bites to the NASA NASA favorites Apollo 13, Armageddon, and Space Cowboys. If you want to know more about films that were uh, set in Houston, you can go to visithoustontexas.com. Andrew Luck. Ooh, 11th for Heath, 7th for Jamie, 4th for Dave. Rankings debate on Andrew Luck. Heath, kick it off, 11th. Yeah, I think um, he should be good. You should start him. But I don't think he's going to be great. He's got to have a lot of pressure on him against J.J. Watt. It's very disrespectful to drag Andrew Luck 11th. Where did he finish last week? Okay, last week he had his first bad game in literally eight weeks. He finished probably in the same range as Drew Brees and uh, all those other terrible quarterbacks under 10 points. Brady. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I have him ahead. Of, I have him ahead of uh, Brady, and I think one spot, two spots behind Breeze. Okay, I, I uh, I'm surprised that he's outside the top ten, but he's seventh for Jamie and he's fourth for Dave. His best game was against JJ Watt. 
nobody gets the Andrew Luck except for the Jaguars last week. They uh, did. I wonder if they're just looking ahead. Maybe that was it. I'm not so not. sure. I think the offensive line let down Andrew Luck quite a bit. And the fact that they were taking fourth down chances and failing with them. Yeah, dumb. Um, certainly. I, they didn't have a lot of drives that ended up in Jacksonville's red zone. I think they learned from it. I think they bounced back. Colts running backs. I don't think he's going to be bad. 11th at quarterback is very good. Colts running backs, go. No. No. Nope. Mac, I mean. Hines, Mac- Hines in PPR is not a bad flex. I guess it's a how how tough is the matchup? They they allow three point four yards per carry to running backs, Houston. But I, what I was gonna say is when Hines hasn't faced Jacksonville, basically, he's been pretty good. Uh, when Hines or Mac? Sorry, Mac. Thank you. When Mac has not faced the Jaguars, he's been pretty good. But this is uh, also you, got, a tough you have to you opponent. have to score against his defense to be successful on the ground. If you're not catching passes, and Mac hasn't had more than two catches in a game. Uh, last week you saw Hines more involved, nine for fifty. And again, the first time that he faced this team, Mac was out, but he had nine catches for sixty-three yards. He did score twice. Yeah, start uh, start Hilton, start Ebron. Any other pass catchers for the Colts? No, no, none that I like. All right, Deshaun Watson. We already had our Watson debate. Jamie and Dave have him 10th and 12th, respectively. Heath has Watson third. Again, that's in the rankings debate section if you want to go back and listen to that. Lamar Miller, steady Eddie, you know, against a a solid run defense here. But Lamar Miller, sorry, Jamie? He's a must-start guy. Yeah, he's, you know, Eckler or Miller? Miller. Uh, Miller. I prefer Eckler and PPR for sure. I'll take Miller in both formats. Good consistency over the last few weeks and a good matchup. Mixon or Miller? Mixon. I've I've Mixon higher, but I I don't know if I can really justify it. Mixon, but it's close. Okay. There have been uh I forget, I won't give the stat. Uh Miller's gonna get a ton of carries. And are you starting any Texans wide receiver other than DeAndre Hopkins? Can't feel good about uh, Demarius Thomas. Don't know on Kiki QT. So I think the answer is no. If QT is out, I'd commit, consider Demarius a low-end number three. Agree. Jordan Thomas outside the top 20 in both formats. And the Texans DST, which streaming DSTs would you start over the Texans this week? Bills. Bills, uh, if the Titans still qualify them. Um, Giants. Giants. Yeah, the uh, the Jaguars qualify, in my opinion. They're seventy five percent owned. Would you start the Jaguars yep. or the Texans? Jaguars, go Jaguars. Yeah. Patriots um, or and, Texans? And again, if they're if they're still out there, go pick them up because if you advance, they get washed the next week. Uh, so, yeah, it's a great point. Uh, Patriots or Texans? Texans. Texans. I'll take the Texans. All right, New England at Miami. Oh, how about this stat of the game? Tom Brady has more than seventeen fantasy points and six point per passing touchdown leagues in only one of his last five games. In those five games, the Patriots have six rushing touchdowns of one or two yards. So you see what's happening to Brady. He's getting him down there, and then it's Devlin, 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 James White, James White. Yeah, I think he had, White had two of them, I think, and Michelle, I think, had one. Um, they they were trolling us on the second Devlin touchdown. <laughs> yeah, the first one, I'll I'll say, all right, you're using your fullback, you're being coy. Kudos to you, but that second one. That was a big middle finger to everybody that plays fantasy football. He'd been watching the uh, the Ravens and liked that Buck Allen fullback dive. 
Give me a two-minute summary of this game for fantasy purposes. Patriots should have success doing whatever they want to do, but I do think their run game will have the most success. Uh, Brady should be able to find at least two touchdowns, especially if Xavier Howard isn't there for the Dolphins. And then Miami's going to be trailing. Tannehill's been okay this past couple of games. He's connected with Kenny Stills. I think Stills is an interesting sleeper. Amendola may play. And uh, Yeah, sure. Amendola would give him another target to look at. I'm starting Tannehill. I don't think, I don't think anybody's a, feeling good about any Dolphins. I'm starting Tannehill in a two-quarterback league. Uh, I, I think the Patriots' defense is just typically not as good on the road, and th- this year's not really an exception. And I, I – yeah, go ahead. I think this game's ugly. Yeah, it might a be. A lot of Patriots games in Miami have been ugly. It's usually because they have a pass rush, though, and the Dolphins have none right now. How are you feeling about um, Gordon and Edelman? I know we start metered them, but are they must-starts? I love starts? the matchup for Edelman. You know? If McCain is in the slot, and if Xavier Howard isn't yeah, there, I love, then... I love both these guys. Yeah. I mean, do they put Mika Fitzpatrick on Josh Gordon? I think they'd have to. don't think it matters. Like, we're... I think that would hurt Gordon a little bit. I like what I've seen from Fitzpatrick. I'm really struggling with whether I should say this or not, but Jameis Winston has been pulled from the middle of two games for throwing too many interceptions, and he's averaging more fantasy points per game than Tom Brady. Carson Wentz has a game with 0, 13, and 15 fantasy points, and he's averaging more fantasy points than Tom Brady. We're 12 games into the season. I know, I know. Interesting. And you have him 13th. He's uh, Brady's ninth for Jamie and Dave, 13th for Heath. Uh, two of you have Winston ahead of him. Dave has Brady two spots ahead of Jameis. I, I'm thankful that I'm not starting Tom Brady. But, I mean, if I had him, I, I, I think I'd probably start him. You know. Well, I, I would go as far as to say if, if, if you have Tom Brady and you've just started him and not had another quarterback on your roster, you're probably not in the playoffs. You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the case. Uh, listen, Patriots have, or the Dolphins rather, have allowed multiple touchdowns to a quarterback in Six of their last seven games. 20 fantasy points have accompanied every single one of those quarterbacks. It's a terrible defense that's down this best corner. Yeah, that's a. I just, I can't see Tom Brady. I don't think he's going to light him up and walk out with four touchdowns. Light him up. But I do think he can have a very good game. Patriots CSE, ninth for Jamie, 11th for Dave, 14th for Heath. Would you start? I I dropped them since the start of the show, so they're outside my top 12. Okay, last one, last one. Amendola, just real quick, or like Antonio Callaway. Callaway. Even in Amendola. Amendola, healthy place. All right. Yeah, I'll take Callaway. Jets at Bills. Josh Allen's 13th for Jamie and 18th for Dave, 22nd for Heath. If we're talking four point per passing touchdown leagues, would you start Josh Allen over Tom Brady? Yes. No. All right. I'm looking. We debated LaShawn McCoy earlier. Please listen to that, and I honestly don't think we have to talk about anything else except this stat I gave on Zay Jones on Tuesday. Zay Jones, uh, five of his last six games, he has five or more targets, and the Jets in their last two games have faced five, have faced five receivers with five to seven targets, and four of those five receivers had 12 or more fantasy points in PPR. They're really bad. Yeah, I like Zay Jones this week. Yeah, uh, Zay Jones or a Cleveland wide receiver. I'll go with the Cleveland receiver. I'm not sure he's gonna. I don't. I'm not sure the Bills are gonna need to throw that much. It's the only thing that holds me back. They didn't need to throw that much last week either. Yeah, they did. They were trailing. Well, they were trailing late. They needed to throw. And what did Jones do? He had a great game. 
he caught two touchdowns. It's like the first time in his career he's done anything like that. I think he's a, well, the last, I think he's a good last, player. Last time he played like this, actually, was against the Jets. I think he's a good player. I love the matchup in the slot. This was the first time since week four that Josh Allen attempted more than 20 passes in a game. Right. All right. Look, he, he's another well, guy. It's, the better way to say that is it's the first time in his last four games that he's attempted more than 20 passes in a game. I know we're kind of shortchanging this game, but there's no Jets you want to start, right? Well, I think we should talk about Herndon. I'm sorry. And the return of Sam Darnold under center. Um, He leaned on Herndon before. I don't mind him as a streaming tight end. Week six through nine, last four games that Darnold played, Chris Herndon was the number six tight end in fantasy. Cool. He also didn't play that much in those games. His playing time was less than 50%. And since the bye, his playing time has been over 50%. Aren't the Bills great against tight ends, though? They're, they're, they're going to be good against everybody because it's the Jets. But Herndon still should get some looks. I could be wrong about that. Uh, I think they do rank high in fantasy points allowed to tight ends. Okay, Herndon or um, Vance McDonald? McDonald. I have Herndon ranked higher. I have Herndon ranked higher. It was a long show. I wanted to be thorough today. I wanted to give everybody the info they needed. The Bills, by the way, have not... But you missed something, though. Wait, hold on. Is this true? Oh, no. They've allowed show, four touchdowns to uh, tight ends. Show me the rest of your Butterfinger. It's gone. See? It's gone. No, it's not. Finish it. Oh, my God. You didn't finish it yet? No, you got to finish, finish it right now. I want you to do the outro while eating the Butterfinger. All right, everybody. Yeah, I got to go by. Bye, Jamie. Go ahead. Everybody, we'll um, drop you tomorrow with the NFC home games. Shut your lineups. Enjoy a crappy game tonight. Dave? Keep eating. No. Keep chewing. There's still Butterfinger left. There's no, still no, Butter. No. Yeah. No. Finish it. Out of here. Make just better bets. No. Oh, no. no. Pick that up and finish it. He, you spit it out? No, no. He just threw it on the floor. Look at him. He's got his head in his hands. No, 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 no. Come on, Adam. A bet's a bet. This is going to be. No, I can't because I promise you I'll finish it. I want everybody no, to know. No, no, no. You literally no. have the last bite in your hands right now. There it is. It is all in your mouth. I am proud of you. You've done no, a great no, job. No, 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 no. no. Gotta swallow it. You got to keep going. Look at this face. It's like you're eating poison. No, 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 no. Keep going. I don't think you're chewing. Now you're laughing. Oh, <laughs> No, 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 no. He's no. spitting it out. No, no I'm just, I have patron myself. I listen, I can't do an hour and 15 minute show, so I'll finish it off the air. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>